This is Virtual from Relay FM. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm always joined by Federico Vitici, and you'll hear from him in a moment. This episode of Virtual is brought to you by our friends at lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts for a 10-day free trial. Visit lynda.com slash virtual and also hover. Simplified domain management. Welcome to episode 16 of Virtual. Hello, Federico. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're recording at a new time. The chat room's excited and it's buzzing. Every everybody's excited and we're happy. Yep. This is this is a show that now me and you do in our daytimes. It's like lunchtime in England and it is in Italy too. Well, actually, Italy's lunchtime. God knows when that is. Um, because you're always really upset at me when I eat at certain times of the day. <laughs> so I don't know when your lunch is. Uh, but it's it's cool. It's interesting now that that we can do this in the daytime. It is interesting, and and it is a bit strange that I just had my my espresso and I'm already talking to you. You know, I usually wait a few hours for the espresso to, to you know to to have some kind of effect, mm-hmm. and now instead I'm just just talking to you. I already had my coffee this morning. I had it about about ninety minutes ago. Um, was it a was it a Starbucks or no? Uh, no, it's AeroPress coffee. I, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. There's a little fine. service in the UK called Pact packed coffee and they they deliver ground coffee to my house and then i use that and i, and I make coffee out of it i do put milk in it i must say i'm very sorry about but no sugar mm. but i do put milk in no sugar but milk no okay. sugar but milk just like me no sugar but okay milk. it's it i guess it's fine mike and then just before the uh just before the show i uh i was building some fat pack furniture oh yeah mm-hmm. nice that's what i was doing today. um mike mm-hmm do you want to come dancing with me? Anytime, buddy. You just on, tell me on, the place. T- on TV. Yeah. If it's not on TV, then I'm not going to do it anyway. So I ask you because uh, I want to replicate the the Super Mario dancing with the stars video. Uh, I will be Peach, okay. and you you will be Mario. And I guess uh, we we can we can ask our friend uh, Kyle um, to be uh, Captain Toad. Sure, I, I've heard about this, but I've not seen it, and I'm now watching. Oh, you the video. have you haven't watched the video? It's no. really good, actually. It's um, a Dancing with the Stars. Um, it's a it's a TV program that's I guess basically everywhere in the world. We we have a version in Italy. Yeah, it's called Strictly which, Come Dancing in the UK. Oh, it's called um, I think Ballando con le Stelle in Italy. As you can imagine, uh, because you know all all. TV. Uh, it, it originated in the UK, Strictly Come Dancing, and then the idea was sold out to other countries. As oh, really? The stars, yeah. So, it's like the Big Brother. Was yeah. it, what's it? The Big Brother came from the UK, too. Yep, Big Brother came yeah. from the UK. It did, indeed. Yeah, so... Um, Why did they do this? Like, I don't know. I was okay. sent the video by dear listener Sam on Twitter. Um, it's a really nice uh, choreography. Yeah, it's, you know? and they they put a lot of work into it. Like yeah, it's very yeah. Mario. Like it's not just a little and, bit Mario. No, no, it's very uh, like when the part where um, the girl is like jumps and there's a a block with a question mark. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and they they actually have the credits for the music. They thank uh, Koji Kondo, uh, which is the famous uh, Nintendo music composer. Um, at the end, it's a really nice video. Um, yeah. So if if you ever Mike want to go on TV to dance with me, um, we should consider the, the Mario option. It's interesting. Uh... Do you know how to dance, Mike? Uh... 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know how to dance uh, traditionally or accurately, but mm-hmm. I think I, I have rhythm. You do. So yeah, so I can, um, I can dance. In the essence of like, I can, I can, I can dance to music in a nightclub. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. That's a good start. I think. Yeah. Do you, it's, do, it's do you dance, Federico? It's not I about don't. You can. I, I really don't. I only have a girlfriend who's awesome at dancing. I'm not awesome. Um, do you think so. that's more pressure for you? Like you don't dance because no, no, Sylvia's no. so good at dancing that you actually can't dance. I I only record the videos right. of her choreographies. I I don't dance. I I I have I have a sense of music. I, I think a very um, high, you know, um, yeah. down I mean, to, and I mean, people refined. Know you can sing too, right? People yeah, I have sing. a. I've always had a sense of uh, music and rhythm. I think it's just. Um, uh, coordination that's a that's a, that's a problem right. um, I want to talk more about music today and video game music I have a bunch of great links that I want to talk about uh, Mike mm-hmm. uh, but first um, I, I, I would like to know and I think that the world would like to know uh, where can people find the show notes well all you need to do is um, you go to your uh, home console so we're really to, doing this again you need to you need to go to your front room you need to sit down on, on the couch um you need to to boot up your playstation or your xbox and and uh, you get the controller you turn the controller on and then once you've uh, just you've gone through the the boot up method uh, and you've installed any updates that you might need to install there are lots of updates so make sure you have all of your updates uh, because of viruses and, and and other things or your day one patches must be aligned um, once you've done that, you need to to find the web browser. So sometimes, if you're on an Xbox, you could say like uh, Xbox uh, Bing or something. Xbox it, Show Notes. Xbox that Show should, Notes. Uh, that should be bring a comment. That and then once you've done that, um, you can you can uh, grab the the analog stick and you can use it to to navigate over to the address bar. And you go to the address bar and then you type in on the keyboard that pops up very slowly. You type in www relay.fm slash virtual slash 16 and then once it's loaded you'll be able to see our show notes thank you for the detailed instructions mike no problem anytime i feel i feel like people really need those uh-huh. um each week and i feel like we're actually making uh good in the world by by giving these instructions i agree so, thank you um so i wanted to talk about music today uh, the first is a link sent to us by our dear friend Mohammed Taher on Twitter. He's the guy in charge of running uh, Brave Wave Records. Friend of the uh, show. Friend of the show. Awesome music company. I super recommend it if you're into video game music. Go check out their catalog. Um, he sent us this um, link from the composer of um, uh, 1001 Spikes. Uh, it's a very difficult and challenging and great game for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, so it's a it's a, a remix, I guess, of the iOS 7 Radiate ringtone done in a chiptune uh, NES uh, dubstep style. It, it's really it's really something. You know, you should. There's a Bandcamp uh, link. Uh, I'm really into this. Uh, remix of the of the iOS ringtone I I, I was kind of considering making this my new ringtone on my iPhone uh, it's really it's really great uh, if you're into this kind of music 
Uh, actually, um, on Bandcamp, there's a lot of content to... <laughs> uh, if you're into cheap tune and 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 uh, NES-style remixes, um, Bandcamp is the, is the place to go, usually. It's a sample. That's pretty sweet, actually. It is pretty sweet, yeah. Whilst you're talking about ringtones, this is something that we've never mentioned on the show. Probably should, because I get asked this question quite a lot. Oh, yeah. People want our music as a ringtone. There is a ringtone, and I will put a link in the show notes to the ringtone. Um, we, we I get it quite a lot. So if you, if you want to get the virtual music as a ringtone, uh, then we, we have that. And you can download it, and it's in the M4R format. So you this need is, to um, go through the huge, huge mammoth hoops of getting it onto your device. Yeah. Uh, but once you do that, you know you'll be you'll be happy in life. This is a public service announcement. Yeah, I love our music so much. Yeah, like it's awesome. So it, it was, much. It was done by Eric Serkey. Uh-huh. Um, awesome. Also, music so, composer. Yeah, he's done music for he's, everything. The guy's a genius. Um, yeah. So I wanted to talk, um, so I saw this link and I wanted to talk a bit about um, two bands, um, cheap tune kind of bands that I'm into, um, which are available on Spotify, I think on Beats Music and other music streaming services. They are on YouTube, they have uh, pages on Bandcamp. So the first one is Crying. Um, Crying is from, it's, it's an American band. So in our show notes. <laughs> Federico has written you need to listen to crying and when I first saw that today I was like oh my god what's happening <laughs> <laughs> and it's in all caps <laughs> in the notes oh dear you really do <laughs> you really do, you do need to listen to crying um, <laughs> so I, not you know, I don't need to listen to people crying that's kind of creepy yeah don't do uh, that I don't know why but anyone uh, be ever into that but um, so Crying is a band uh, I first discovered them through the great great website Tiny Cartridge which is one of the few video game websites I read religiously every day um, it's uh, so it's this band that they they, they kind of it's a, a very original and unique so they uh, what's peculiar about Crying is that they mix um, chiptune uh, Game Boy NES sounds with original instruments and vocals, it's I really really like them. So they they had a first EP last year. Uh, now they have the second uh, album called Gerald and Second Wind, um, which includes the the first seven songs from the original EP, six new songs. It is available on Spotify, like I said, which is where I'm listening. Uh, you can check them out on Bandcamp, and I really recommend listening to the song called ES. Um, I, as I feel, it's the best representation of the band. Um, if you're into chip tune, but also real instruments, so drums and guitars and vocals, um, I really, I really suggest you listen to Crying. Uh, and the second one... I'm just... This is a bit of crying. Yeah. This is... Yes, yes. I love this intro so much. <laughs> oh. Does it all have singing in it? Yep. 
Oh, I'm so getting that. I yep. love that style. Yep. It sounds like a cross between Postal Service and an and an NES or something. Yes, it sounds like Postal Service on a on a on a like if they spend a week playing Game Boy games. Uh huh. Yeah. Now the uh, next one that you have. Do this, you know them? This band is extremely special to me. Oh yeah. So, tell me, tell me why. So you tell me about them. So this is Anamanaguchi. Now. Yep. Uh, I discovered Anamanaguchi because they did the soundtrack to the Scott Pilgrim video game, which anybody that knows me and like follows the crazy things that I do in my life know that I adore, adore everything to do with Scott Pilgrim, including the Scott Pilgrim video game. So this was a it was a downloadable game on uh, PS3 and Xbox 360, uh, and it was to tie in with the movie. Um, and I just, I love that game so much. It was like an old school left to right arcade fighter in like the style of like the old uh, Ninja Turtles game or something um, that was on even arcades and, and on consoles. I even did a, an episode of a show that I enjoy called Defocused. I was on that show talking about everything Scott Pilgrim related. So that'll be in the show notes. Well, you're the- really into Scott Pilgrim. I, <sighs> I had an idea. I, I mean, I've, I've known you for like a couple of years now. Um, Scott Pilgrim is one of the most important things in my life. Like it is a defining story of my life. I or I have yet to do this, but I have a tattoo idea planned uh, that I would like to do. The only tattoo idea I've ever had that I really want to do is a Scott Pilgrim related tattoo. So tell me, how do I um, get into Scott? Is that a, is it a comic book first? Is it a movie first? Is comic a- book first. There's six books. Uh, they're in a manga style. Um, they're all coming out in color now, which I recommend getting the color versions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the original, you know, because the original was black and white. But actually, some of the story is easier to understand with it being in color. Some of the characters are easier to tell apart. Um, so you should, you definitely should read it. And then after that, watch the movie. The movie only really is, I love the movie, but it only really works if you know the story. Okay. Um, and then also play the video game if you can. But yeah, so I came into contact with Anamanaguchi because of the incredible like soundtrack that they made for the, the game, which you can hear now. And it was because I was playing through the game and there's all these incredible songs. I was like, where did this come from? So I found the soundtrack, and like it's just so good. Yeah. Like there's there's just so much incredible stuff. Like, this is another track. Anamanaguchi's music, a lot, a lot of chip tune music, I find is really great to work. With. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then they recently, more recently, released a studio album. Um. Which is just which I also also really love, uh, and that is it's much heavier produced, um, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of singing in it and stuff, which is really great. So yeah, nice. I mean I I couldn't couldn't speak highly enough about that band. I'm a huge huge fan of Anime Gucci. Well, they're playing in Dallas um, in a couple of weeks. We should go there. We we could visit Matt Alexander. I've seen them. So this is like the newest stuff. Has like voices in it and stuff. Like it has more mm-hmm. singing in it. Oh, nice. 
So it's more, it is more pop, but it still follows the same idea、uh-huh. of they're using old Nintendo stuff. But yeah, I saw them at XOXO two years ago,、uh, and they are incredible live as well. So, such a great band. Really, really great band. Nice. So, you see, I, I was、uh, taking notes in, in, the, in the document that we share, and I didn't know that you were such an expert. Much, much more about, than me about this band, which is awesome. I, I'm glad that we shared the same taste、uh, for this, Mike. What else do we have today, Federico? Well, we, we have a couple of Wii U related links. Uh, the first one is from IGN UK.、And、this is a really nice idea, I think.、Um, they revisited the original Wii U review that they had on IGN.、Um, because, you know, it's been, it's been two years. The Wii U has grown. Nintendo has、uh, had time to fix you know, a couple of mistakes here and there.、Uh, the performance of the console has improved.、Um, there are now many, many more games. So, IGN basically says that the Wii U has gone from being a good console to a great console.、Uh, but, and there's a, you know,、uh, I totally agree with this,、uh, the gamepad、uh, is still, basically, it still needs a reason to exist because Nintendo or third party developers, which are basically absent from the Wii U,、uh, are not taking advantage of the technology in the gamepad.、Um, and as a Wii U owner for basically a year now, I I totally agree with this review or re review.、Um, it is,、uh, the Wii U has gotten better, but only thanks to Nintendo games. And those Nintendo games, they, like, they sometimes、uh, have unique features for the gamepad, but not all the time. And even when they do, it doesn't feel like the kind of feature that, that's like, oh my God, this totally makes sense. This is genius. Like, it's not the same effect, effect of the. The double screens on the, on the original DS that make you go, Yeah, this is obvious. I want to play like this from now on. This is like、um, a nice extra, you know? Even when Nintendo does、uh, stuff on the, on the, on the gamepad screen, it's not, you know, it's not the kind of feature that makes you go, Yeah, these guys are geniuses.、Uh, So now, as IGN says, they're doing this new NFC stuff with Amiibo.、Uh, they, may, they may be cool, you know,、uh, but we still don't know.、Um, the Wii U, see, like, I'm really happy that I got a Wii U because now I have many, many Nintendo games that I want to play. I recently bought、uh, Super Smash for the Wii U.、Uh, as I told you last week, Mike, we're doing Nintendo Nights、um, with my friends.、Uh, so、uh, last week we did the first. Uh, Nintendo Night, we played a bit of Mario Kart 8, and it,、uh, as you can imagine, it was, it was great. And now we're going to do Super Smash Brothers,、um, which I assume is also going to be fantastic with multiplayer.、Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's, all, it's just Nintendo games, you know? And I mean, there's stuff on the eShop for sure, but when I see, usually, when I want to, when I want to play you know, indie games, I usually get them either on the 3DS or most of the time on, on, on PlayStation. And I get them on PlayStation for two reasons.、Uh, because I feel like there's better、uh, support from Sony for this kind of stuff, and also because of PlayStation Plus, which gives me a, you know, a lot of offers and discounts every month. So I'm a PS Plus、uh, annual subscriber, and I get a lot, like I get free games, I get discounts, and it. And it It's generally awesome if you, if you care about indie games to be a PS Plus subscriber. So, I don't buy 
indie games on the Wii U eShop. So on the Wii U, I only buy Nintendo games, which are great, and, and I love them, and I love Nintendo. But it's it, it doesn't feel like the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the gamepad, I still think it's kind of... I wouldn't say a mistake, but it's like um like a bigger uh, version of the 3DS, which kind of doesn't work for home consoles. And obviously Nintendo has a problem with approaching third-party developers. I think it is pretty clear at this point, you know? I mean, Watch Dogs <laughs> uh, came out a few, weeks, a few weeks ago on the Wii U, months after the original release on, on PlayStation and Xbox. And it seems like nobody's buying Watch Dogs on, Wii, on the Wii U, uh, obviously because the game is not great. Um, I don't know when, you know, the Wii U, if you, if you, can, get, if you can get it pretty cheap, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of great games. Like there's the new Captain Toad, uh, the new Super Smash Brothers, there's the new Zelda coming out next year. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's a Nintendo console, you know, it's not a PlayStation or Xbox that you get all these different games. It's not necessarily a bad thing. No, um, no, it's not, I mean, it's so awesome. So many, but... so many of those games have received incredible reviews, but yeah. that's why I think it's actually really smart to look at it two years later and see how it's doing because Nintendo needs time to bring out their games. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so actually, interestingly enough, Nintendo see this. As they've just created their own website. It's in the UK, at least, and it's called Wii U, and it's got the hashtag, your time is now. Mm-hmm. And basically, it starts off with like this flowchart, basically just telling you you need to buy all the games. But what it's doing is showing you what's currently out, so it's showing you like the best of what is out now, like Super Smash, Bayonetta, Mario Kart 8, Super Mario 3D World, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, like it's got all of those, Shovel Knight's even on that page. Um, and then it's showing what's coming in 2015, like Captain Toad, The Legend of Zelda, Mario Maker, Splatoon, Yoshi's Woolly World. And and then it's got a bundles page, Federico. Now, I'm choosing what, what I wanted to get because uh, I cannot wait to get my Wii U now. I'm so excited. And I think I might go for the Mario Mega bundle, <laughs> which looks really let interesting. Me, let me look at this page. So the Mario Mega Bundle includes the Wii U Premium Console with 32 gigabytes of internal storage, Super Mario 3D World, New Super Mario Brothers U, um, and New Super Luigi U as well. But it also has a Mario hat and a, a red Mario Wiimote as well. So I might get that bundle because that's the three red, games that I Wiimote. want to buy anyway. Um, I want to get those three, and then I also want to get uh, Mario Kart and... Um, I'm not sure what else. I don't know if I'm going to get Smash Brothers yet. I'm just not. It's just not for me, I don't think. Uh, I'm definitely going to get Mario Kart. I might get... Because I'm also mm. looking at uh, another article that you mentioned in the notes, um, which is Kotaku's 12 best games. Oh, yeah. For Kotaku is... A, Kotaku does all these uh, lists of best games for each console, and they constantly update uh, this list with new entries. I, I'm really a fan of the, in, just in general, of the work that Kotaku has been doing lately under the new editor-in-chief, uh, Steven, I think it's Totilo, uh, probably saying the name wrong. Uh, yeah, big fan of Kotaku lately, at least in the in the past few months. Um, yeah, man, I mean, the, the Mario Mega Bundle, it looks, it looks really sweet, especially the hat and the Wiimote. I just want to see you uh, with, with a hat and the Wiimote in your hands. And, and just if you can take a photo um, when, you, when you have this bundle, that, you know, well, we're, we're, we're wearing a hat. So that's probably the bundle I'm going to go for. 
Yeah. I I got the the Legend of Zelda uh bundle but without the t-shirt. Um I'm kind of upset now. <laughs> I uh, want the t-shirt. You're going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I want that t-shirt which reminds me I need to play uh, Wind Waker for the Wii U because I got it for free. <laughs> and I never played it. It's on my console. I even downloaded the the, the code that the console came with. Um yeah. So there you go. I'm, it's been I'm two very years, excited. so you I'm know. Very excited, Federico. To get a Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is a. It, I mean, obviously, it's a great Nintendo console. Uh, oh, they also do a Wii U gamers pack. I'm looking at the, the Nintendo website now, which includes Mario Kart 8, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, um, a Mario Amiibo, and a Wii U Pro controller, and an exclusive Mario backpack, Federico. Mario backpack. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look actually because this is all on Nintendo's website and their bundles actually seem to be better than the bundles you get elsewhere. Like for the price, you seem to get a lot more, which is kind of surprising. I think. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that the that the the Wii U sells extremely well. So um, no, are... it really doesn't. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm, I think that was the understatement of the century there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I might go for that. This looks like. Some some good some good things here. So. I am so 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 excited for the new Zelda next year. Yeah, uh, yeah. like um, I I took um, I took a look at the screenshots and the video again a few days ago. Man, it looks it looks incredible, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Eiji Aonoma said it is going to look even better than the original uh, prototype, which yeah, <laughs> sounds amazing. Um, Mike, yes, sir. Do we want to talk about our awesome friends Yeah, I think, should, I think we should do that. Let's talk for a moment about lynda.com. They're helping support this week's episode of Virtual. Lynda is amazing, and they are an easy and affordable way to help you learn cool stuff. Whether you're an individual, an organization, a school, um, anything, lynda.com can get you access to a growing library of hundreds of thousands of high-quality, well-produced video tutorials that can help you learn something new. Lynda is all about helping you turn your ideas into hobbies and businesses, helping you perfect the thing that you've always wanted to learn or just to, to learn something completely new. Lynda is there for you. And they do this by working directly with people who are absolute experts. They work with creators of specific specific software or hardware products, maybe creators of ideas, like they work with David Allen on a GDD course, and they want to make sure that you're the very best person and or people to help you learn. Their courses are broken down into little chunks, bite-sized chunks that allow you to jump in and out of Linda and their videos at your own pace. They make it easy for you to watch wherever you want to watch because they have great iPhone, iPad, and Android apps where you watch the videos there or you can also watch what you want in any order you want by creating your own custom playlists of the videos that you're interested in they have transcripts that appear with these videos this can help you while you're watching a video to follow along with what's being said but they're also searchable allowing you to go in later and find something that you may have heard somebody mention or to get a refresher on something you can get unlimited access to lynda.com's courses for just $25 a month. That includes access to everything, including courses on game design. They have courses on uh, learning topics about how to build with the Unity game engine, but they also have new courses on SpriteKit to create iOS games. And they also have training on how you can understand OpenGL. Maybe you want to create an iBooks author book. 
Federico has done this. They have Lynda.com has courses on how to do this stuff. They have overview courses on getting to grips with the tools to show you how you could create specific books for use in the classroom, for example. Maybe you want to learn how to make a map or an English lesson guide, or maybe you just want to create an, e- an iBooks author about your memoirs where you can do all of that. If for some crazy reason you haven't already tried out Linzo.com, now is the time, as we have a special extended 10-day free trial for listeners of this show. Go to Linzo.com slash virtual to sign up right now. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash virtual. If you haven't signed up, go and try them out. It really helps support us and what we do at Relay FM. Thank you so much to Linda for their support of this show. So what else do we have, Federica? Well, today, Mike... Mm-hmm. Um, 20 years ago, the original PlayStation came out in Japan. You know? 20 years ago. Please stop saying that number. We're officially old, Mike. Yep. Because I remember... I remember. uh, Clearly, the original PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And I remember... uh, So I wanted to talk about the... the, A link specifically about the the Sony's uh, history of commercials and advertisements for PlayStation over the years. I remember specifically <laughs> um, the, let's just say, questionable um, commercials that Sony had yeah, so through weird. the years for PlayStation, especially PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so, so weird and uncomfortable to watch with your parents. Uh, because I remember distinctly, um, we... The the Sony commercial for the the the, the PSX um, in Italy um, they were always airing during dinner time. Mm-hmm. So basically, Italians tend to have dinner uh, around eight or nine p.m. and it's the like the, the stereotype of an Italian family. They sit down and they watch the news uh, at dinner time at eight p.m either on Channel 1 or Channel 5. Channel 5 is, used to be the, uh, the Berlusconi TV. Um, by the way, this is a nice Italian culture segment, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, important. We, yeah, we used to we used to watch the news and, and, and have dinner, and then there would be uh, a commercial break <laughs> and a totally weird and uncomfortable Sony advertisement uh, for PlayStation, yep. which... which uh, my parents kept saying, "Man, this is this is so. I mean, the, all these games. What what they want to do, right? What, what is this company? What is this play, PlayStation?" But to a young kid, and to like to me and to my friends, Sony uh, Sony was cool, and like they 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 seemed dangerous. I think in yeah. in a cool way, Creepy you know, and, and kind yeah. of un, unexpected. Yeah, because they were saying on PlayStation, you can you can have all these. Uh, it's weird and and mature and and different experiences and and I guess that culturally uh, coming from the you know the the usual games on Game Boy and SNES uh, this kind of new 3D stuff and there was you know there was uh, Lara Croft and there was uh, Metal Gear and and it looked so it looked so real and 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 I guess uh, like. Like it wasn't the kind of game that was uh, suitable for a kid, but also the kind of game that you play secretly without telling your parents about it. Yeah, you know, and and the advertisements I think reinforced that idea. Of- well, like when you were like for, for me anyway, like thirteen or fourteen, and convincing my dad to buy Grand Theft Auto for me. And exactly, me that it was all fine. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, Eurogamer uh, put together this collection of uh, YouTube videos that I guess Sony republished to celebrate the 20th anniversary of PlayStation. And there's a bunch of gems in this uh, in this uh, roundup. And I especially like the... Um, well, like is a, is, a, is a... I don't like them. I'm just um, fascinated by, by them. Uh, there's the mental wealth uh, this is video. the ad that sticks in my brain to this day, and I will never yep. forget this ad. So so, th- so weird. <laughs> they've basically they they have a girl, and and I'm assuming that they have done some sort of like special effects with this. Yeah, that's that always been my assumption too. Yeah, um, that her eyes are really far apart, and her head is like like large at the top, and I can't I can't remember what she's talking about, um, but I will never forget that image. Because it's oh, such the, a the powerful f- and and yeah. peculiar image, and the final uh, creepy laugh, at yeah. the, just at the last second, uh, it's so <laughs> unsettling. Uh, and I also really like the um, the third place campaign for PS2. Um, it used to be, I think, video uh, on television, and there were also printed uh, ads in the in video game magazines. Uh, Welcome to the third place. And yeah, Sony has always been has always been peculiar, I, I guess, with with advertisements, which had uh, also some consequences that I'm not really a fan of. And I'm talking about the some sexist uh, uh, ads for the PS Vita. Like, there's one that says you can touch both sides with. You know, a oh, photo of uh, know, uh, female breasts, which is, you know, come on, you don't really need to do that. Uh, it's sometimes like it's the, terrible. You can see what they were going for. Yeah, like, okay, it I, is I, I terrible. I get the yeah. joke, but come on, guys. Yeah. By the way, I've just found um, an article, and I'll put it in the show notes, which shows how they created the mental wealth ad, and, and it is uh, special effects. Like, oh, okay. they, they had a girl, and they, like, they mapped on her face the like the bigger eyes and the and the like the like bulging brain and i think the idea of the ad is meant to be like she has a huge brain and has powers because it's like it's like a cctv type mm-hmm. so it's interesting really creepy it still freaks me out that i was <laughs> scared i was scared of the playstation like i had one but I, I was I was as a as a kid I was I was quite intimidated by PlayStation because of this this uh, this type of ad that they had. Because uh, yeah. PlayStation was such a big jump. Yeah, you know, from from the Super Nintendo, um, it seemed very very powerful. Yeah, so I I I was really into the uh, PlayStation at the time, and but my parents wouldn't buy me one uh, because they said because they saw the advertisements and. PlayStation became so quickly uh, a synonym of dangerous video games, at least in Italy. And so, in the in the in the in the consu- I guess general uh, press, uh, PlayStation was always um, shown as the bad guy. You know, of uh, yeah, you know. Kids are more violent now because of these realistic video games that let you shoot guns and you know and and kill people. And so I really wanted to get a PlayStation, and I, and I so I was six or seven, and I was in elementary school, and some of my friends had PlayStation, and I I especially remember a friend of mine whose parents didn't really care about you know um, 
kind of age ratings for <laughs> video game content. So my friend had all the video games. And so I used to go to his house to play video games. So he had like... You had your own creepy house. I, <laughs> it wasn't creepy. <laughs> there was no dad in the background, you know? <laughs> Although his dad was like... Um, it it kind of freaked me out because... Uh, well, it didn't freak me out. It, it was like... I was kind of it like it's like I was I was I felt like um, I needed to respect the guy because he used to be what's the name like a like a, a police officer who works in, in in a prison what's a prison like a guard prison warden or prison guard yeah one one of those jobs he, he really he seemed dangerous because he, he dealt with um, right. prisoners on a daily basis um, anyway <laughs> my friend um, had all the video games. And I used to go to his place to play PlayStation games. And um, this was one of the first PlayStations before uh, Sony added the analog sticks to the DualShock. So it was the original PlayStation uh, gamepad just with the directional pad and the buttons. Um, and it looked... Uh, it didn't... Look, in, in hindsight, it looked kind of cheap, um, especially after, you know, the DualShock with the, with the analog sticks. Um so I was trying to tell my parents, hey, I, I, please get me a PlayStation, please get me a PlayStation. I needed to, I needed to uh, beg for basically two years. And then one day, I was, uh, I was in third grade. Um, my dad came pick me up. Uh, he didn't say a word. Uh, he, we, we drove home, and it's like, open, you know, pop the trunk. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and in the trunk, there was a, there was a PlayStation box. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it! Is this real? And yeah, there was a PlayStation with the original gray packaging, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was a DualShock PlayStation, so it was, I think, uh, 1996. So I needed to wait two years to get my PlayStation. And there was the, I I think, the red demo disc inside. And then I I think one of the first games that I that I got was uh, either Tom Tom Raider or I think Spyro. The Legend of right. S- was it Spyro the, the Purple Dragon? Um, yeah, yeah. I I have very very fond memories of PlayStation, uh, and especially the original advertisements because uh, last year uh, or I think it was this year when we did the the Nintendo DS uh, special episode. Mike, was it this year? It was this year. It was this year. I think yeah. it was on it was on directional though, right? Yeah. yeah. When I went through all my old video game magazines, I saw all these old uh, PlayStation advertisements. Uh, super, super creepy. Huh. Yeah. Speaking of uh, feeling old, Mike, today yeah. Sony had an event to celebrate the uh, 20th anniversary of PlayStation. And I walked so past um, Sony Computer Entertainment's offices in London uh, a couple of days ago. Uh huh. And they had lots of, of things. They had like glass cases with PlayStations in them and they had lots of like banners and stuff in, in the uh in the entrance in the hallway. Oh nice. So didn't I now you, know where they're off. You didn't are. take any pictures? I didn't take any pictures. Uh I was on my way to the Apple store and uh, uh-huh. I was running I wasn't running late, but I had to be there for a thing, so I was kind of speeding up. Mm-hmm, yeah. So they had an event to celebrate the anniversary of PlayStation. And it's two things. There is going to be a, a spectacular limited edition of PS4 uh, uh, with uh, a, a gray design and uh, 
you know, a special uh, design for the controller, which is, uh, it looks like the original PlayStation controller. And what's really amazing about this is that Sony is doing only 12,000 uh, copies. Each uh, unit has a, a limited edition number. And the console, uh, the pattern on the console is actually made of uh, little PlayStation symbols. Yeah, the square. The square, the triangle, the circle, and the cross. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Which I bet has uh, a name. I bet that has a name. The, uh, it's like... Um, I don't know. I saw this theory about um, the, the PlayStation icons being uh, about pizza. Oh, I saw that. So it's like uh, the triangle is one slice of pizza, the circle's a whole pizza, the square is a pizza box, and the X is no pizza. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw I, I saw that on Twitter somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's uh. I just call it the PlayStation icons, I guess. Um, and then Mike, uh, something that maybe it should be easier for us to get. Yeah. Um, because I I guess that. This is gonna be expensive. The limited edition console. I don't even um, know if you'll be able to buy one. Yeah. Like, I think it's gonna be really difficult. What we can get? Oh no, it's available for pre-order in the US and Europe, priced at four hundred ninety-nine dollars or four hundred ninety-nine euros, which is actually not that much more expensive. So no, where do you need to get on that? You could. Where could do I sign? <laughs> where I do I sign for this? I don't know. It's a, do I'm, I need I'm to looking. send the check? Like right now? Do I need to like throw money at the screen? I'm trying to take a look now. Okay. To see so, where you can get this. Well, we can get Mike um, relatively cheaply because it's free. Um, <laughs> it's the um, anniversary uh, theme for the PS Vita and the PS4, which yeah. is nice because it gives you a custom background to, to remember the original PlayStation, and it's got the original uh, boot sound of PlayStation. The sound effect? Yep, and also I've I've seen people say on Twitter that as you turn it on, you hear a very faint spinning disc noise, like the oh. old spinning disc noise. Oh, nice. On the PlayStation blog, by the way, it says it won't be available by traditional retail channels. Look out for more information soon on how you can get your hands on one of these. It's a, it's a, it's a tra- traditional, between quotes, it's traditional retail yeah. channel. What, what, well, what do you need to do <laughs> I assume, to get one? I assume it comes directly from PlayStation as, a, as opposed to buying from a retailer. Mm-hmm. So you should go to the office that you saw. I'll just wait outside. <laughs> just ask for ask for Shahid. I'll just walk and say, Shahid here, please. Now let me in, and I'll find one and run out of it. <laughs> can you can you find the warehouse? For, <laughs> I'll do what I PlayStation. can. Get all the packages. I will infiltrate the PlayStation offices, uh, and I will find one of these because I think it looks sweet. It's got the old PlayStation yeah. logo, the colored logo on it. I really like that. Yeah, it's, it's super cool, man. You gotta get one, Federica. This, this can be your PlayStation. I want one of the controllers. I want one of the grey controllers. I think they they only come with the console. Yeah, I know, but I want one of the grey controllers. Sony should make this like um like a regular edition of the PS4, like Nintendo did for the NES um, versions of the Game Boy Advance SP, for instance. It's I mean it's I I want to remember the PlayStation uh, every day. Please, Sony, please make more of this. Yeah. I, I bet it, it'll end up like the white Xbox One, which Microsoft said it, it was going to be exclusive to like Microsoft employees, and then they ended up making the white Xbox One. Yeah, maybe. I mean, well, they are selling these, though. You know, they're going to have like 12,500 of them, so it's not... Yeah, they should make more. Yeah, I know. But 
What can we say? I like mm-hmm. it though. I think it'd be pretty cool. I haven't downloaded the theme yet, but I'm going to. I want to hear the noises. I, I mean, there's a great video on Engadget where um, they play they play the sound, so you can hear it, and it's super cool. It's so reminiscent, like yeah, big fan of that. Looks, looks yeah. great. Yeah, I remember when when you needed to <laughs> when you needed to um, open the console just the disc and like when when it, sometimes games uh could stop i guess for bugs in the in the software and my friends used to tell me you need to to open the console and to blow on the disc so it was always opening and blowing that was how you <laughs> yeah. fix everything yeah. i think to this like, day if i have a problem with a games console I'll oh probably yeah blow it. <laughs> yes i've actually seen like I, i've seen people say that especially for the nintendo it's bad because yeah. you could you could kind of spit in it, you know. Yeah, there was a video. Good. There was a video uh, I saw a few months ago about actually you don't need to blow on the on the Nintendo cartridges because it's bad. Uh, but come on, I mean everybody everybody knows that you need to do that. Got to get the dust out of there. Yeah, yeah, that, for I, sure. I think that was why we did you, it because the oxygen on the on the circuit boards. It's, it's uh, all you need, man. Yeah, it's all it. you need to fix everything. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I know that you have a link also that you want to tell me about before you before you talk to me about a game before mm-hmm. we wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a game, but before the game, there's a link. There is a link. Oli Oli, which is a fan favorite, and we love this game so much. Uh, the developers Roll Seven are working with Curve Digital to bring Oli Oli to the 3DS, the Wii U, and the Xbox One in 2015, which is awesome. More people should play this game. So. More platforms is great, and they have a little teaser trailer, great teaser trailer showing off Oli Oli and the great music, and it's coming to those three platforms next year, which I think is awesome. Fantastic. All right, let's take a moment to thank our friends Hover, and then we're going to talk about Pokemon. Quite simply, Hover is the very best way to buy and manage domain names on the internet. When it comes to buying a domain name, it's the first place that I think of. It's the first website that I go to. When you have an idea for a project, naming is really difficult and once you've actually come up with a name you need to buy a domain for it and for me like especially when we were naming real fm it was like well part of the actual process of agreeing on a name is are the domains available that is a huge thing these days people starting websites businesses that kind of thing or maybe you just want a joke to play on a friend you want to go to hover you type in the words that you're looking for or the exact domain you're looking for they'll tell you if it's available and they'll suggest others if it's not so you know, Hover has all of the TODs you'd expect. They have .com, .co.me, .net. They also have some of the crazy new ones like .xyz. They have .plumbing if you want it. You know, like you want to get Nintendo.plumbing for a Mario fan site or something like that. You can get that from Hover.com. They have over 200 options. Their .com domains start at $12.99. They include who is privacy right out of the box. They have fantastic customer support at Hover. They have a no-hold, no-wait, no-transfer telephone support policy. They have great email support too, which I've used a bunch. They also have fantastic guides to help uh, walk you through a bunch of DNS stuff if you need it. They do volume discounts for bulk domain renewal. They have custom email addresses as well. They do everything for you. That's what we love about Hover.com. They are no fuss and they do things in a great way. So go right now to Hover.com and try them out. You want to use the code MASTERBALL, or one word, at checkout. This will get you 10% off your first purchase at Hover.com and show your support for virtual and all of Real FM. That's code MASTERBALL for 10% off. Thank you so much to Hover for supporting virtual and all of Real FM. We love you guys. 
And I love the codes that you choose every time. Thank you very much, sir. It's it's hard work. Trying you to can tell that there's a lot of work and dedication going. It's into difficult because you have to think codes. of something that works and is funny. Yeah. And obviously, it has to be something that not only I've never used, but anyone that has ever had a hover sponsorship can't have used it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to so. buy a bunch of new domain names, and I will use Hover and your discount codes, Mike. A bunch? What are you up to? Yeah, a few a uh, few things for Mac Stories related projects, Ooh. and I need to make sure that uh, also I need to transfer some old domains that I that I have at GoDaddy. Ugh. Yeah, well, just if Awful. you if you just speak to Hover, they will do it for you. Like yeah. you just give them your login information and they'll transfer it, and it's free. oh yeah, it's free. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I will do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I don't want like the GoDaddy interface. This is not uh, really a sponsor read or anything. It's yeah, because we, we, we uh, don't really like to talk about competitors during the sponsor read. So this is outside not. of the sponsor read. This I, is I pure just want conversation to say that, now. Uh, GoDaddy, besides being an awful company, uh-huh. if, if you ever read <laughs> news about GoDaddy, uh, the interface of the domain management uh, dashboard, it's my God. I I think that actually uh, doing server admin jobs is easier than figuring out how GoDaddy works. I mean, I could write Python scripts to do stuff on my iPad, and and I still cannot figure out what GoDaddy wants from me. <laughs> so this is not really about uh, hover. I mean, they're awesome, but really, uh, I want to switch, and and I will use your master ball. Code, Thank you. Thank you, Federico. Speaking of... Uh, it's it's our codes, code, Federico. It's our it code. is our code, but you, so, ca- you, you, you come up with those. How much have you played of Pokemon? An hour. Oh, Federico, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, I, I didn't really have the time because I'm trying to finish this article that I'm working on about God. Twitter. God. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really slow and yeah, I've only played an hour and it felt great, honestly, only the first hour. Uh, so tell me more about the, you know, I know you played more. I've currently played, where does it, it tells me, seven hours and 44 minutes of Pokemon. Um, I have... Seven hours? Seven hours. Nearly oh, eight, nice. Nearly eight hours. Nice. I have five badges, the first five badges locked down. Um, I already have my first legendary. So I'm going to talk about it a bit. I mean... Uh, I'm going to try and keep it spoiler light. I mean, it is an old, it is an old game, but um, mm-hmm. basically, I don't think anything that I'm going to say you don't already know. So, um, I really love the 3D view. I continue to love it. It's like a complete refreshment for the Pokemon yep, series absolutely. for me. Yeah. Um, I love how the camera changes perspective as well when you go through some levels. You know, like not levels, you're walking down a route and you come up like a waterfall, and the camera moves to show you it. I I really really like it. Um, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I'm a big fan of this view, and it's totally refreshed Pokemon to me. I've played this story before, you know, and I'm going to talk about the story in a bit. Um, I, I got uh, Alpha Sapphire because I played Ruby uh, originally, so I wanted to play the different one. Uh, they're not massively different, but there are some differences. Um, and it, it does feel like a totally new game. It feels like a game I've not played before, you know, which wasn't the same with, like, when they did Fire Red and Leaf Green. They, they felt very yeah, much like true. the same game, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a new thing in this version of Pokemon that's not been in before, uh, and it, it's called the Dex Nav. Now. Oh the, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, basically, it's and this is combined with a different way of 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 catching rarer Pokemon. So sometimes you'll be walking through an area and you'll see and you'll, you'll first you'll hear a Pokemon call, 
right? And then you'll see like a movement in the grass and or the Dexnav will beep and tell you you should be going to certain areas. Also, the Dexnav shows you what Pokemon are in a certain route and if you've caught them all, you know? So mm-hmm. it's showing you that. But then you you sneak up on the Pokemon. You do this by lightly holding the, the analog stick. And then you, you attack it. You know, you, you launch at it and you, you start fighting with it. And this actually finds Pokemon that are rarer. And the more you do this, the, the more likelihood of you finding rarer Pokemon. And also Pokemon with rare moves or items. This is totally different. This is a completely new way of, of catching. Because it's showing you areas where pokemon are and it's it's that's a very different way of doing things and it's actually it's um they draw me towards it i've never been a a catch them all kind of guy mm-hmm. um i kind of build my team up as i go through the game uh and i just how do you how do you play i i always wanted to talk about this how do you play pokemon are you a single pokemon kind of guy like you you keep yeah. a single strong pokemon and then you kill everybody with that pokemon so or are you more of a team management guy this actually actually goes into another thing i want to talk about which is the experience share item so this came in pokemon x and y and there used to be um XP all, and there was an XP share in the previous games. And mm-hmm. what they did was you could give the XP share to one Pokemon and then it it would share the experience of any fight between the two, or experience all, and it would divide up the experience that you got for, for a fight between all of your Pokemon. But in X and Y, what it did was your the Pokemon that won the battle got all of the experience, and then every other Pokemon got the equivalent of half of that XP. That totally changed the way I play the game. So I used to be a one Pokemon guy. My starter Pokemon would be my strong Pokemon, and I would basically build them up, and I would catch new catch new Pokemon along the way here and there. They're interesting enough. Mm-hmm. And I would then swap them out, because they would always be of a sort of equivalent experience level. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would catch some legendaries, and then they would go into the team, and they would build up a stronger team going into Elite Four. Now X and Y changed this for me, and it's and that change has continued. So now, you know the the experience share, it basically levels up your entire team to a to a relatively strong level. So I've changed the way that I play. So at the moment, my I I have a Swampert. I chose the Water Pokemon. I can't remember mm-hmm. the original name now. Who's at level forty? Is it Mudkip? Mudkip. Yep, I chose Mudkip. Yeah. Um, he's level 40. Uh, and then I have a level 36 Pikachu, a 33 Dustox, a 32 Latias, a 32 Linoon, and a 32 Pelipper. Mm-hmm. So they're all relatively strong. And I'm now playing the game mainly by swapping between Swampert and Pikachu. Mm. Um, and they, and they're, they're, they're strong. And my whole team is strong and it's changing the way I play the game because now I am more likely to swap out into one of the others as well because they're strong and I know I'm going to bring them out on their strong Pokemon. And I and I feel like as I progress through the game and go into the Elite Four, I'm building a stronger team because of it. It's it's mm-hmm. my, The way that I play the game now is very different because of that. So what else do I, what else did I want to talk about? Okay, so my Pikachu okay, is Cosplay Pikachu. Do you know anything about this? I feel like I didn't know anything about this. 
No, can you? What, what does it do? Do you remember in Ruby and Sapphire they brought about the idea of the Pokemon contest, which is something that I've never really bothered with? Oh you, yeah, 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 yeah. You would basically enter a, a a pageant where you would use your moves. You would you, you would basically be using your fighting moves as a way to show how tough your Pokemon was, how cute your Pokemon was. Yeah, so I, there's I a, never I never did that. Yeah. There's a whole storyline in it that you have to go through, and you get the Poke blocks, and you feed the Poke blocks to build your attributes. Once you do that, a lady comes up to talk to you and she's like, I want to give you this. And it's a special Pikachu called Cosplay Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And Cosplay Pikachu wears outfits. Mm. So I have my Pikachu in like a wrestling gear and you can change the outfits. And when you change the outfits, it changes one of the moves that Pikachu has. I have I had no idea about this. So if you, you choose your outfit for Pikachu and you can change them around at any time and it gives him a, a slightly different move set. To, to so wrestling uh-huh. Pikachu has like this flying attack move like he jumps up and slams on you and when this Pikachu comes out he's always dressed in his costume it plays a little fanfare noise for him it's so weird uh, <laughs> so, but it's um, a free Pikachu so I, I always like I mean I am a I'm an old school Pokemon guy I believe in Pikachu as a powerful Pokemon right <laughs> you know because I watch the show yeah, so sure. I love having a Pikachu in my team uh, I cannot evolve that Pikachu because it makes me so sad to do it. Right? I never liked Raichu. No, well, myself. that's the thing. If you watch the show, you hate Raichu because yeah. Ash didn't want one. And you're like, no, got to keep the Pikachu. Even though Raichu is a more powerful Pokemon. Yeah, it looks I don't... super badass as well. Where Pikachu doesn't. But it's like, no, got to yeah, keep that Pikachu, it, man. I'm it, all about that. Raichu is kind of a bully. Well, that's I think he's portrayed that way. It's depending on if you've watched if you've watched the show. So, so cosplay Pikachu. I'm all about him. Uh, and uh, I think, well, actually, my my cosplay Pikachu is is a, is a lady, so I should say her. Um, and You're all about Pikachu. I'm all about Pikachu, and I, and I'm building I'm building her up, and she's a strong part of my team. Uh, I have Pikachu Libre. I found out, and he's and she is known for her toughness. She gets the flying press move. I've put a Cerebi.net, a Cerebi.net article. There's Pikachu Rockstar, Pikachu Bell, Pikachu Popstar, Pikachu PhD, and Pikachu Libre. Nice. I went, I went Pikachu Libre. Yeah. So, so it's like a like a crossover of Pikachu and um. Uh, what's the name of the PS Vita game? Help me out, Mike. I don't know. The, the Metroidvania kind of game. Oh, uh, what the- uh, Rogue Legacy. No, oh. no, no, no. The the with the Mexican guy. Oh, Guacamole. Yeah. Yeah, he's kinda <laughs> like that. She's kinda okay. like that. I keep saying that. Okay. She she. So yeah, uh I have my powerful cosplay Pikachu and we're we're you know, we're fighting it to the end. Um I have to say this is my least favorite story. The the Ruby and Sapphire story is like all Pokemon games are like super save the world, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this is how you should save the Earth. And they try and teach you lessons. But this one is, like, it's super crazy. Half the time, I don't know what's going on. And they've added more story elements into this one. There's, like, parallel stories which talk about, like, the primal primal regression and then uh, mega evolution. So there's, like, these multiple stories going on. Then you've got, like, Team Alpha and Team Sapphire. I, I like the stuff that they've added, like, the... The, like the, I just did this really cool thing with Latias and 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 um, Latios, Latios, which is a nice, yeah. this is a nice thing. And, and apparently, there's this like, what is what's that new stage called at the end? 
I've not got to that yet, but there's this whole new like story, like Endgame story. I'm looking forward to that, and that looks cool. Something to do with space, I think. Uh, so I'm looking forward to those things, and the additions are good, but the original story, I, I don't really like it. Um, it, yeah, I well, find it kind of frustrating. There's too much going on, and none of it really makes any sense. Uh, Pokemon never really was about the story anyway. Well, they try. I mean, but it has worked in the past, but I haven't got it. I mm. want to talk about the start of the game, the intro of the game. They do this really cool thing where, like, yep. everyone will remember the intro of the game, and your character's mum is, like, evil, and she puts you in the truck of a moving van. <laughs> so they, Who does that? I don't know why. She puts you in the back. I don't know why it's she does it. dangerous. So you're moving town. That's how it starts. You're moving to Little Root from a different region. I think you're coming from, like, Kai... I can't remember the regions. Like, the Johto region into the something else region. Koto. Let's go with that. Um, and you're moving to Little Root, and it starts off, and you. it looks like when you're starting this game that you're playing the old game. It's got the old graphics. And then yep. you move the screen down. So, like, you're watching a screen, and it's explaining how to be a Pokemon trainer to you, the character. Mm-hmm. And then you pull the screen down, and you're in the back of the truck. It's a really nice touch. I like it a lot. So even people in, in the Pokemon universe, they play Pokemon games. I don't know if he was playing a game, though. I think he was looking at a screen, which is explaining to him how to be a trainer in the real world in his Pokemon. No, I, th- I I just thought it was a it was a game. Like the guy is playing the same. That would be pretty. Or meta. the girl is playing the same game. Yeah, that could be it too. Uh, I I sent you a a picture of uh, the shameless promotion for the Wii U that they do. Did you get oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they always I saw do that. that. It's like, hey, yeah. look at the Wii U. It has it's a, a Wii U with the gamepad. Yeah. And a screen. It's like, yeah. come on, guys. Listen. Yeah, I know. Come on. Uh, I wanted to ask you one uh, one last question, Mike. Um, uh, do you go in depth with the statistics and all the, you know, uh, like professional Pokemon uh, leveling and, and fighting? Like there's a whole universe of uh, being able to... to, to uh, like to to say whether a Pokemon is the uh, like the best uh, the best version it can be the best of. version that you that you can get in the game yeah I've like never, do you, do you no. go with the with the I think it's called um, SP like special points or something right yeah uh, no I've never done any of that like I've never mm-hmm. I I don't do any of the I don't use any of the items for example that um that you use to level up a certain statistic. I, I don't go that deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I think that is purely for professional play. Exactly. I don't know anyone that plays that way. Um, I, I used to. Okay. So, Oh really? Uh, we, yeah. With the original Ruby <laughs> of all games. Wow. Uh, I, I used to be, um, I used to be all into this, uh, whole, uh, hidden, uh, layer of uh, professional Pokemon breeding and playing. um, with the original Ruby, I kept um, a notebook. Um, so I was really young. This is before uh, computers and smartphones and tablets. I kept a notebook uh, where I saved all my statistics about my Pokemon. And I basically ran some uh, math every time I got a new um you know, a new Pokemon to uh, decide whether it was worth keeping or not. And I did the all the, the Pokemon breeding to make sure that you get all the best stats and wow. the best moves. Uh, yeah, I was super into that. And back then, I'm pretty sure I had uh, a desktop PC. 
I would go to Serbi.net, uh, read about all these advanced uh, gameplay mechanics and save all the, the basic rules and the basic numbers on my notebook and then play the game uh, trying to get the best, uh, the best Pokemon and, and, you know, trying to be uh, basically a top <laughs> Pokemon trainer. Maybe um, maybe it, we should both do that again and fight. No, no, and <laughs> it gets really, really deep. Like it's really, uh, it's basically uh, you will waste so much time, and there will be so many more people, especially nowadays. There will be so many more people with so much more time than you. Anyway, it's uh, just when you look up. Uh, when you look up Pokemon stats online, you will find people who spend hundreds and hundreds of hours into a Pokemon game, and you cannot do that. So I, I figure it's I, I won't even start anyway because I feel bad. So I just try. I wanted to ask you: Do you just play Pokemon and try to enjoy it, or do you do some of these advanced uh, play gameplay mechanics? And the fact that you don't is good news for me. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do it's, that. It's like you can go really, really deep into this stuff. Yeah, it's too much. Um, it's just too much, yeah. It's fascinating. There's all these, uh, like, it's a game within the game, you yep. know? Yep. Uh, but it's too much. There should be a full-on Pokédex app. I know that there are... Uh... Fake apps that Nintendo started uh, asking Apple to pull from the App Store last year. I was going to say there are unofficial apps. yeah. I know at least two developers who needed to remove the app from the App Store following a Nintendo complaint. Oh, really? Yeah. I know them personally. Oh, what apps were they? Uh, uh, it's not that I don't want to tell you. I honestly cannot remember, remember the names. Because I remember one. Two iPhone apps. Yeah, I remember one. I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah, it was a Nintendo... Uh, Didn't the, uh, Louis Mantier designed the icon for one of them. I I think that's one, and there was another that I got an email. That uh, sucks. That app was so beautiful. Yeah, I know. I and Nintendo that. doesn't want to release an original, uh, you know, an official uh, Pokédex app, so that's kind of weird. It feels like they should have it. It makes so much sense to do it. Oak. Is it called Oak? Yeah. yeah. So that's not in the App Store anymore? No. I don't think it is. I don't know if maybe it's back. I have no idea. Sucks. That really sucks. Good app. That was a nice app. It was pretty. Anyhow, um, I don't have much more to say now. I need to continue playing. and So I'll check in with you and you need to play. I I want to. I want to and I I will. You need to. It's good. As soon as I can, yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about Peggle a little bit. Okay, so tell me tell me about Peggle, Mike. Oak is still in the App Store. Oh, it's back? It's, I can see it now. Yeah, okay. So maybe something changed. That's good news. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe they pulled something out, or I don't know. Anyhow, yeah, that's it's good in the news, show notes yeah. too if you want it. If you're interested, cool. put it in there. <laughs> Federica... Where can you get the show notes? <laughs> Why? Why are you asking me? In case people weren't listening earlier. Well, you need to, you know, you need to, you need a, you need a, the web for the show notes. Uh huh. You need the web, and you need the ability to click stuff. Yep. So basically, this is really Mike. I mean, 
Okay, uh, go to a web browser. The web browser is able to go to websites. Uh-huh. And once you, you figure out, you know, once you, once you master, uh, because we were talking about Pokemon, once you master the ability to, to open websites, um, and should you want to, to, you know, to, to say, hey, I want to see what Federico and Mike are talking about today. That's fine. Okay. Go to relay.fm, which is a, a web address using the web browser and you will find a relay website which is I mean it's great and, you know there's a logo uh, there, you can find all the relay shows and then when you when you when you're browsing the relay uh, website there's a there's a little tab called uh, shows which is a pretty much self-explanatory uh, and you go to shows and then depending on the kind of input that you have on your device you need to scroll or you need to swipe basically you want to go to the bottom and you want to find virtual, which is the name of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you do, um, you will find uh, a list of all virtual episodes. Well, before there's like the virtual uh, show artwork, which is really nice. There's a description of the show. Um, there's a schedule if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, there's a, the fo- a photo of Mike, a photo of me. We're facing opposite directions, which is cool. Um, and then there's the episodes. Basically, what you you need to understand that the most recent episode is the is the first one. Yeah, and so you click it because okay. it's clickable, and you find the episode and the show notes. And this is episode sixteen. This this will be hashtag sixteen, uh, you know, or pound sixteen. I don't know. Once you get there, you're going to find a couple of links to some apps. You're going to find a link to Peggle. And you're going to find a Peggle Classic now and Peggle Blast. Now I want to talk the moment about these. So Peggle Classic. Oh, as it was called Peggle. One of my favorite apps of all time. I put so many hundreds and hundreds of hours into this game. Love Peggle. I've played Peggle on so many different platforms. Peggle 2 is fantastic. It's available on the Xbox and the PlayStation. I was hoping that one day we would see Peggle 2 for the iPhone. Instead, we have Peggle Blast. Is it a blast? No. Basically, said? EA, EA did this. EA bought uh, PopCap. This does not bode well. They've created Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. This is not Peggle Two. This is Candy. This is Peggle Candy Crush. Basically, it's that idea. You play levels on a map, and the map progresses through this mythical land, just like Candy Crush. The graphics look terrible in places, like not even Retina, like. When it zooms in, it just looks atrocious. There are all these kind of add-ons and power-ups, which, believe it or not, you can buy. To unlock more levels, you have to tell friends about the game via Facebook. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? <sighs> yeah. it's You need to do this stuff. The game mechanics are still pretty good, and it's fun to play, but it's got all this crap in it. They've candy-crushed it. Basically, the way that I can sum this game up is they have delivered on what the game appears to be. For a Candy Crush type game, it's better than Candy Crush. It's fantastic. But it fails on what it should be, which is Peggle. Christine Chan at App Advice is, un- is as unhappy as me. If you want more about it, I'll put her review in the show notes. I, I don't even know how much I want to say, but it's, it's it makes me sad. It makes me really sad. And and I love Peggle and, and all of the Peggle games, but this one is a disappointment. It's a great Candy Crush-like game. It sucks as a Peggle game. 
I never played Peggle. Play the original or play Peggle 2 and you'll be very where can happy. I Where can I find the original? It's Peggle. in the App Store. Peggle Classic okay. is in the App Store. I, I, they've, they've not done any work on it for years. I, I don't even know if it's... If it's uh, if it if it's even been updated for the iPhone five, mm-hmm. <sighs> EA man, just again like they just rip the soul out of these games. Isn't that what they do? Like professionally, they, they they're soul so, reapers. So bad. Like, why yeah. do they do this? Like, because because money because because money, you know. Uh, man, modern games. On the App Store, there's either great stuff or there's like the saddest, uh, most meaningless <laughs> it, yeah. content that you can find. Oh, click this link and tell your friends, or wait twenty minutes to oh, pick put up that your carrots. Well. They've got that stuff in. So if you if you lose uh, a level, you have timers, lives, yeah. and then the lives. It's just it's like they. I look at it and I'm like, surely the same people that made Peggle did not make this game. I can't imagine them making this game. It's like soul-destroying. It must just suck so bad to have to make these types of games. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, like the people who make these games, they cannot genuinely think that they're doing good, good work. And I know it's like you have a job. Because they're being I, told to, and yeah, it sucks. I, it, yeah. I don't blame the developers. No, I blame no. the, the middle managers making yeah. them make these games because yeah, if it was the same people you know peg and it's still full of the joy that peggle has the fun little jokes and the great little graphical flares and the music because peggle 2 is also an ea production but it's it's excellent but this is not and it makes me very very sad just give me peggle 2 i will give you put it on the app store and i will pay 15 dollars for it i'll pay 20 dollars for it just give me that game but they won't yeah yeah, can you imagine screw, a meeting? Do you know what? Screw this... you, EA. Okay, for doing <laughs> can you, this. Can, can you imagine a meeting with all these suits uh, talking about talking about? Hey, let's let's make a puzzle game which is popular. Let's put some timers in, like like the Farmville game or like know, look what they did to Sims, man. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Sims City and. <sighs> yeah, I know, and that's this is why I. I uh, I tend not to buy stuff from EA, uh, at least or at least stuff on the App Store from these big companies, because I know they're all doing this modern, uh, freemium crap, basically, um, which I'm really not a fan of. Like my girlfriend was playing uh, Rear Racing uh, three a few months ago, and she that was unusual because uh, she's not into racing games but i figure okay maybe she likes you know the graphics on the, the iphone 5 i i can understand why um and and i and I, and I was seeing that she was constantly doing like a, a couple of minutes into the game and then putting the phone away so i asked her and i'm like why do you just play a, a couple of minutes and then you, you don't play anymore and she told me that there was a timer and she needed to wait for the for the car engine to f- to be fixed yep yep and i was like what that's real racing you know? that was real we, racing we, yeah the new real racing which looks incredible but it has it looks incredible but it but it has it's i don't know i don't, i don't even have words to describe like why have games on the app store become this way do you know uh, why ta- do you want to know why because I, I, EA bought the company that makes real racing. Yeah. Right? And that's what it <laughs> yeah. did to them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And because there's people who are fine with this, 
I guess. Well, because it's also, what they've got. It's the hand they've been dealt. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be. This is a, a, a much bigger topic discussion, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. And I'm too angry right now and I want to go play some video games. So let's talk about it after you delete Peggle from your iPhone, Mike. But the thing is, though, Take Federico, it easy. It's actually fun to play. No, no, delete. Just delete it so you don't think about it no, anymore. I know. I know. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Virtual. Um, if you want to find our show notes, we've told you where to get them. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this week, Hover and Linda, for helping support the show. We love those guys. If you want to find us online, I am at iMike on Twitter. I am YKE, and I host many shows at Relay.fm. If you want to hear more of my lovely voice, if you want to hear more of mine and Federico's voice, we host a great show called Connected on the network too. Federico is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he writes the fantastic MacStories.net. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next time. Until then, bye-bye. Arrivederci.